right. Well, welcome to the discuss and discuss. <laughs> welcome to the discuss and discuss podcast, where we'll talk about topics. Well, I mean, today is actually the Batman, the Doom that it's quite it's quite a title, dude. It's the Doom that came to Gotham, and uh, this is the newest animated Batman movie. Came out, I think it was about a few weeks ago, and woo, it's pretty good. It's yeah, it's really good. I, like, what what did you think? It is very interesting. the The cool thing is that it utilizes so many of Batman's villains, which is a really cool thing to see. Because now it, we're not stuck on one Batman villain. I don't know. I think that's what we need to see on like a real live action Batman, an interaction of all the villains. Year one Batman when he meets everyone. Like that's what I was hoping for. Uh, <laughs> Pattinson, Rob. Pattinson. You know? Pattinson. But either way, this this one was really cool. And I've watched a lot of the animated movies. A lot of them were like, eh, whatever. This is probably like the first one in a long time that it has been a while. Blew my mind. Like I was so invested in it. To give you a quick summary of this movie, it's a retelling of Batman's story in I think it's like the 80s, 70s or something like that. But the the year and date it's kind of so weird. But don't focus on that, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but don't focus on that. Uh, We're just here for the story. So Bruce Wayne leaves Gotham for 20 years, and he picks up a rapscallion, few kids, <laughs> like he <normally laughs> does. Some rascals. And has his own little family while they're exploring, I guess, his past, like this history, and looking for, in this case, Cobblepot. Yeah. So Cobblepot. the penguin. And, you know, they meet the mr freeze in this universe as well and this in like the antarctic or something is like that, that mr freeze oh they, yeah they call them grendon yes or something like that, that was that was this universe's um mr freeze okay and it turns out they're trying to awaken this evil yeah and that dates back and it's really good and we'll, we'll touch on yeah. that in a second but essentially you know he finds out that this evil's coming to gotham so he goes back to gotham and then starts his journey and this is essentially year one batman the the story but this retelling of the doom that came to gotham i don't know it's just i don't even know where to start because there's so much i know there's a lot to tap into it's uh, I, I think that's what made it really fun too is like we're not ruminating around like do, do we need to introduce this villain this villain this villain and they have a whole like backstory or expository thing they're just interacting with the story and they're there and you'll recognize them just because you already know who they are but like what it felt more like a like almost like the mummy or like some some lore adventure-esque type of supernatural yes lots of supernatural aspects in this and it's so cool and this was a comic before it was you know a movie so i'm really glad they adapted this and they kept true to a lot of the scenes from the comic uh into the movie so that's a you know a whole different discussion really if you want to talk about the comic itself did you end up finishing the the graphic i i got about halfway oh okay yeah and then resident evil came out <laughs> uh, yeah resident evil came out. <laughs> and, uh, that's a different episode too yeah that's but... <laughs> uh, the next one right after this <laughs> so yes we get to meet the whole gallery of batman's villains well not whole but like no, a lot well, of them quite yeah quite a lot uh and there's the first thing i'll touch on is that we're actually missing one villain do you know who it is from like his main yeah from his main one riddler or bane oh or... actually yeah those are all good with good <laughs> but the, not them too wait can i have a better hint uh literally his main villain oh the joker the joker <laughs> did you even notice that i did notice 
It yeah. was it was like I thought they were gonna hint at the Joker a little bit when he went to go to uh, Arkham. Yeah. To visit uh, Oracle. Yeah. But I don't know if you yeah, want to get that there. Crazy? First. Isn't that crazy? And so that's the funny thing. So uh, like you mentioned, Bane, Riddler, Joker, Harley Quinn. Those are like the like it, pretty much the main ones that didn't make an appearance on here, and that didn't take away from the movie. Yeah. We can get into the like the whole villain in a second, but like this whole era of where Gotham's at is really cool. It's it has like the feel of 60s, 70s London, but it's in like the East Coast somewhere, it feels like. Yeah. And yeah, so like there they talk there's a bunch of talk of this ancient evil coming by and like such a well done story. And the animation's really good too, you know. Yeah, I like the world building. Well, like you you feel like the world is real because kind of like that London-y um, thing that you're mentioning, it's it's like during industrialization that time and that's what it feels like. And like, it doesn't really... Um, I think there's a struggle when our live action Batman films try so damn hard to modernize it. It's like, ugh, like is, they do that and then it, I think it takes away from the world a little bit because now we can't be in the world that is actually makeshift <laughs> you know, like gotham is a pretty shitty place yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people should move out but they don't <laughs> yeah because it's always overrun by like uh well pretty much the mafia and then a whole shit ton of villains mm-hmm. that and that are supernatural <laughs> yeah they said uh, there was a i didn't write it down but there's a corner a, a term that they coined it was like um something freaks but it, it was like really funny to me i wish i wrote it down but yeah, so most of these characters are supernatural in some way. Uh, I think I think it's fine to get into it. Let's talk about the family that he he's already built. So we meet Jason Todd. That's not Jason Todd. Yeah, it's Jason Todd. That's Dick Grayson. They said Todd. No, it's Dick Grayson. Oh gosh, <laughs> that was the first thing I saw on your nose, and I was like, no. <laughs> it's, I, mean, it's, so I thought it was. Uh, I thought they took it and uh, made it Jason Todd. No, it's Dick Grayson. Interesting. So he doesn't even become Robin. So uh, I haven't been paying attention, but Dick Grayson's in it. Cassandra Kane, essentially, but she goes by the name Kylie. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. I was wondering if it was like a new character entirely. Yeah. So she's technically Cassandra Kane. Okay. And then we also have a new character, Raj. No, Sanjay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, So Sanjay. And uh, it's crazy. Like, one, I got all their names wrong. (laughs) 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 Like, I haven't seen the movie. But they actually, they help Bruce Wayne in this universe but they aren't psychic really yeah and they're they're pretty much just people that he's taking care of like orphans that he yeah. kind of took on literally which, like in the actual true sense versus like yeah. adopting them and then turning them into yeah like it was i like this aspect a lot because he builds this we don't get a lot of information about them we just get their interaction with the the city that's kind of like being overrun or like being taken by Ayuk Sokta or whatever yeah. and um the i like the emotional attachment that's presented because then now this is something that we don't get often is that batman is more than just his family or his parents dying all right yeah that is traumatic but like it's it's also a batman story that we've seen over and over and over again but like batman has to make tougher choices than just experience his parents trauma over and over again it's dealing with the fact that well the spoiler here is that they get di- <laughs> they, they get, get murked. <laughs> they get murked hard. I was gonna say they got dieted. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got they, dieted, y'all. They got dieted. <laughs> Sanjay and Dick 
not to- Jason Todd. Uh, yeah, they die. <laughs> yeah, like it, it happened, and I was like, "Wait, is this really happening?" Yeah. And and the way it happened, it was like they didn't over dramatize it either. It just happened, and I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. It, like I appreciated it because now it's like that's how vulnerable they are because they're not powerful like Batman or like they're not you know in movies where like oh, superheroes for some reason can just take more hits even though they're yeah <laughs> or be like super crazy strong <laughs> yeah even they're humans <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's over dramatized, but like this was Dick Grayson running into this boat trying to save, save Sanjay, but like he gets there and then Sanjay's already like frozen to death. And then we hear that creepy laugh from Mr. Free, well, Grendon. And then the next shot is Dick Grayson dead. (laughs) I was like, what? It's so good because it, it stings. Yeah. We, we don't get to see them a lot afterwards. There's a small mentioning, of course, you know, when Alfred has to tell bruce that they're dead and then that's it like you have to move forward and that's like one of the important things from that scene when they died and they showed their death the only person that had a chance to mourn them was kai 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 Lee. lee yeah so yeah super cool moment like those are like the cool refreshing aspects of this whole thing and another person we meet let's say you know good guy wise is uh green arrow we yeah, Oliver, Oliver Queen. Queen. Yeah, it's that was interesting <laughs> that he was cool. in there. He was cool, and he has a very good tie-in to like the whole family and stuff. So I'll save that for a little bit later. Okay. Uh, but you know, touching on character-wise, so we mentioned uh, the penguins in it. He looks disgusting. Yeah, Mister Freeze has his eyes gouged out. Yeah, like, <laughs> he looks undead. Like it's yeah. it's really cool. It, other okay, well we have Talia. Talia. Yeah. Ray Shall Ghoul. Yeah. And then Harvey Dent, yes, oh, and man. and then He's the way he come becomes Two Face, I was like, dang, this is cool. Yeah, um, Poison Ivy, Poison how Ivy, how she became, or she's a demon. Yeah, it's she's just, actually a demon. It's just like crazy how these people or these villains came. Yeah, and then uh, you mentioned Oracle, who's Oracle. stuck in Arkham, which is cool. Uh, what's the demon's name again? I thought. Oh, uh, he makes an appearance. Uh, Endrogen and Etrogen. Etrogen, yeah. He he's really cool. I like him. So him and Poison Ivy are demons technically together. Croc, we get oh, yeah. see Croc. He's gross. He doesn't have like lips. <laughs> yeah, he he was just a monster, and they didn't never refer to him as Croc. But he yeah, he was weird. Talia apparently like convinced him to join her side. That's like again, this is where it's beautiful because the simplicity in the storytelling, in the background wise, it's just enough. Like Talia just says, you know, when you live for 5,000 years or whatever, you tend to make friends. And like, that was it. Like, okay, cool. Like, now we know that Croc's an ancient dude too. Like, yeah. So all the characters introduced, really well done, have like either simple backgrounds or really like fairly rich backgrounds. And then uh, just to tie, like get into like the voice acting a little bit, we hear a very familiar voice uh, who, you know, the guy who plays Dick Grayson is the actor who was in... Was it Full House? You know what I'm talking about? I don't. <laughs> he's the rich dude. I, can't, I wish I knew his name because he's so prevalent in voice acting nowadays. Really? Didn't know that. Let me look it up. I should have done this a little bit before. But um, but yeah, he was really good in it. And then Tati Gabrielle. Do you know who that is? She's in... She was in Sabrina. Oh, okay. She's the one of the evil twins. Oh, wait. Are you talking about the Sabrina recent? Yes. Sabrina? The recent Sabrina... I don't think I made it that far. No, she's also in you, season three. Bro, as uh, 
Oh, there you go. I know who it is. <laughs> I was like, you have to know her because she's so good. And at first, I didn't recognize the name when I saw Tati, and I was like, wait, why does she sound so familiar? And then all of a sudden, it clicks, and I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. She she's Kylie. Yeah, I remember her from the One Hundred. She needed more screen time. <laughs> yeah. I wish I looked up the cast before, but yeah, the cast is really good. I really liked um, David Giotoli. Oh, man, again, every episode we tend to butcher a name. But <laughs> People have interesting names. He's Bruce Wayne, Batman. He does a really good job too. Yeah, I thought Very it was kind of similar along the lines with Jensen Ackles. Yeah. Batman. Jason Marsden is the one who plays Dick Grayson. Mar- Dang, yeah, is he any relation to James, James Marsden? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. So Jason Marsden. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't remember him from Full House, but he's really good too. And uh, yeah, so like this whole cast like did a lot better than I was expecting. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, you know, kind of nervous about it, but then they really pick it up. Uh, Grendon was David Dash Malchian. <laughs> <laughs> he was in. Uh, he was the guy who played Bubble Man or Polka Dot oh, Man in Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, really good actor too. Dude, he's good. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole cast behind them is really good. They brought the characters to life. And then, huh. yeah, so well done cast. The and crazy thing is that there wasn't really much marketing about this movie. No, like, none. Like, we didn't even know it came out. Yeah. We <laughs> just saw it on a website and we're like, we should talk about this because yeah. it looks really cool. And uh, Batman's suit design. Woo. I'm a big fan. It's yeah. very. Um, it's gaslight, right? Gaslight. Yeah, it's very gaslighty, but isn't. <laughs> isn't. <laughs> they have the whole collar thing. The only thing that I found interesting is like the bat symbol itself. You know, like the very simple skinny bat is actually one of my least favorite symbols. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Why? Because it looks. Yeah. It looks yeah. like an umbrella. Looks like an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's just the main thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is where I want to dive into too. Because like now that we have these characters, you guys understand it. The whole story behind this is that gotham has this ancient evil we mentioned before and it turns out that oliver queen the waynes and you know i guess the oswald family like they're all super old and langstrom like they're all thousands of years old thomas wayne only died because he was stabbed by this person who was controlled by this ancient evil and yeah like what do you think of that like them all just being super old the person yeah when when we get a glimpse into the past and Batman kind of has like a revelation with the Oracle that helps him kind of like talk to his past to his Thomas Wayne. And he's like, I'm from 1585. And I was like, what? What year is this? (laughs) That blew my mind. And then I didn't expect Oliver Queen to also be a part of that tribe. It's like, yeah. And the person that stabbed uh, Thomas Wayne was actually Oliver Queen's dad. Yes. And it was just like, they got entangled. (laughs) Entangled. In this like... (laughs) weird demonic summoning of this well pretty much cthulhu yes yeah <laughs> I, I was I, I was like gonna save it for a little bit but honestly yeah cthulhu dude yeah what do you what were your thoughts of them bringing in cthulhu i thought it was pretty interesting it was cool yeah. it was um the only thing underwhelming would be not the full summoning of cthulhu but oh well yeah it's, it's still pretty cool it was like a i guess like a a human version of them you can say it's well, like it was weird... it was kind of like taking over Ray Shalgul, but then in, oh right, I think that was just like um like a beacon to call in the other to like yeah. call in the real Cthulhu. I see. But then um, Entrigan yeah stopped it yeah stopped it from yeah. in the portal because that confused me for a second. So the ending, I <laughs> I did want to talk on that too, but 
yeah so having cthulhu come in i thought that was really brilliant because at first when you see the beginning you know you see an octopus like thing and i was like oh i wonder if it's the kraken you know without reading the comic again this is me taking the comic out if you didn't know that it was cthulhu i don't know like you'd be like what they're trying to awaken a giant octopus (laughs) well i don't think a lot of people know cthulhu and the story yeah I mean, except for what year was it that like everyone was like obsessed with Cthulhu? It was like twenty like fourteen somewhere in high school. That's when I first remember reading about it. I don't remember. I know that a bunch. I think Shadow of Colossus kind of touched on Cthulhu. I don't remember. I didn't play Shadow of Colossus. Me neither. I, I know it's a good up. game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but Cthulhu is kind of you know for the more interesting folks like us. <laughs> it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I like to dive so- into the dark the strange creatures and myths i guess yeah so cthulhu you know this weird octopus bipedal giant thing is the ancient horror and so diving into this like supernatural horror aspect of the whole show or the whole movie it's pretty scary like it's horror-esque like there's like horror elements to it all throughout the whole thing like it's just such a good batman story to yeah. make it this terrifying i like how uh psychological it was tackling batman's psyche a little bit because when dick grayson and sanjay died like he couldn't like process it yeah he couldn't even process it because he was still so worried about the uh coming doom and it was kylie that was trying to like get it together but she was she's also really young so she can't she can't do it (laughs) yeah yeah. it's just cool and it shows that again he was also tied to like this ancient past because he's a wayne Mm mm-hmm and yeah it's just i don't know like oliver queen like let me go back because he again was part of this whole pact 1500s i love that when he puts on his suit it's like the medieval armor so yeah medieval like kind of templar-esque yeah almost like crusade actually yeah crusade-esque and then he has an archer he's also super funny like he normally is and i love that he foreshadowed his death by saying that uh, no fauna will overcome him and that should have been right there sorry he said no fauna can best oliver queen and from there you should have known like that foreshadowing says two things he's super old because he says fauna no one says fauna (laughs) you know like (laughs) and yeah it alludes to the fact that he dies by poison ivy yeah so good and it's also a super lame death he only shot one arrow and then he blew himself up (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a little bit lame but i love the foreshadowing yeah it's well he's not powerful either he's kind of just a dude that yeah it can fight a little bit i guess but poison ivy is like a demon so yeah first off how she came out to be poison ivy was interesting yeah like um it was grandin i guess mr freeze in this universe uh was trying to help Rachel ghoul and talia ghoul their whole like summoning process or whatever he's like what can i do which i was sympathetic to him because he was like he's so loyal he's, yeah to, he's like i want to help <laughs> yeah i want to help and then like talia just stabs him right in the back and then he <laughs> dies and then like this little core Stone thingy and i think it entered him in the beginning of the movie too i think that's what it was it was from cthulhu oh okay yeah because you yeah. saw like him swallow like a tentacle and i think that's what it is oh, okay so that thing drops out and then poison ivy forms from it yeah super cool i like i love that part like poison ivy isn't a human being who was like who drank a potion or whatever to become a plant lady a plant lady she's a plant lady demon (laughs) yeah yeah which is scarier you know like she's not 
I don't know. Poison Ivy is pretty strong. Like if yeah. you're able to control like vines and which wasn't something that was elaborated in this film, but if we're just taking of if we're just talking about like previous lore or what we've seen of Poison Ivy, she's powerful. Like, yeah, she's able to talk to the green. Yeah, I like the way she interacted with uh, Harvey Dent as well. Yeah. Oh she, yeah. She just did a little touch on his uh, wrist or her hand, and then Poison Ivy. <laughs> She implanted the seed. <laughs> yeah, and then Poison Ivy um turned Harvey Dent into this Two-Face. In a gross way, though. Like, he was, like, mutating from, like, this side up. And he wasn't evil still. He was mm. still Harvey Dent, but he was Two-Face just because he had that iconic look. Yeah. yeah. So when he was trying to help Batman before Batman jumps into the portal, I was like, damn. He, yeah. I don't know. I feel sad for these characters. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we don't get a lot of time with them but the limited time with them we we feel an impact yeah it's really good because two-face in this case and i think this is what i got from it maybe i'm overanalyzing but two-face to the his second face wasn't that he's evil it actually more so was that to me it was like more sad and uh pathetic because he's very prideful in this one you know he he does so much for the whole city he's actually mayor of this whole place and then his second one is just like he's just kind of pathetic and you know of course he's i guess hurting a little bit but yeah. his image is ruined and yeah he he's the portal that allows them to to go and meet cthulhu and try to bring cthulhu out and i love that part i really did like at first i was like oh this kind of doesn't make any sense but cool uh, another really interesting detail that they have in this is you know oliver queen's arrows that were dipped in whatever it was that was able to take out these evils some sort of blood some kind of blood and yeah. he so batman goes and takes them because you know oliver queen's dead i love that when he uses these arrows they burn so he can't reuse them so you know like our logic would have been like most of these animated movies like there's some kind of logic missing i thought that was a really nice touch or when he tried to use the arrow on talia and does it breaks and then it falls over like so you can't get it again so i love the detail on that yeah, you know i'm cool all about detail. details that's a cool one yeah because then it really solidifies you can only use this once even all even oliver queen when he died and he killed poison ivy he's like i didn't even have to use any of the arrows to kill her so he like knew that it, they're really limited resource so like i don't know it was a cool what you calls it how do we say this it's kind of like a magic system where where when you introduce something and you got to follow through and yeah you know if you're gonna introduce something magical like that make it more real because it's gonna look like marvel if you're just like everyone's so powerful and now we don't have any idea like yeah. how much power anyone has or bleach <laughs> hey bleach you know we when know how powerful has every single power known to man yeah but the quincy's are strong though <laughs> quincy's are strong Jeez. we'll see what happens <laughs> Okay, there is a detail. So, you know, just to continue going on detail. Towards the end of the movie, when they, uh, when Raj personified Cthulhu gets Batman, did you notice that, you know, throughout the whole time, Batman's cowl has the white. But for some reason in this scene, it snaps and then there's like his eyes, like his, you could just see his eyes. Hmm, so that's like this. one detail I had in that. I had to replay it three times because I was like, why did they do that? Did I miss something? Because how are you going to pay attention to the fact that these arrows burn when you use them? Or, like, you know, those guys burn the arrows when they get killed? But then, like, out of nowhere, have Bruce Wayne or, you know, Batman's eyes be shown out of nowhere. So, did you come up with some, an idea? No idea. <laughs> no, like, no idea. It was just, like, a missed art, like, detail. Because at, and this is an hour, 16, 
minutes in and 40 seconds 45 seconds interesting so yeah. if you guys want to check that out again hour 16 and 45 seconds towards the end of the movie is when it happens and uh hmm that's the only thing that bothered bothered me in this whole <laughs> in this whole thing and something else too but i don't think i even noticed that no okay here's another funny thing is uh, i want to get your thoughts on <laughs> when batman turns into man bat i thought it was fine it was <laughs> <laughs> when he turns into <laughs> It's so the the ending just reminds me of that scene in uh, Van Helsing where it's Van Helsing versus Dracula and it's that bout where Dracula turns into like a full uh, bat I guess yeah is that what you call it <laughs> <laughs> is that sounds what less are? <laughs> sounds less cool when I said it out loud <laughs> like Dracula needs to turn into something way cooler yeah but anyways it was like Dracula versus a werewolf when Van Helsing became a werewolf so that's what. It reminded me of when Batman turned into a full man bag. It's either that or he turned into a, a gargoyle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely does look like a gargoyle. And uh, I like that they they say that for Batman to truly become himself, he has to die. And then only then he'll turn into his true self. Mm-hmm. So that that makes sense because he personifies a bat and then they turn him into a man bat. <laughs> like that was my only thing that I couldn't help but laugh. And then the whole time I was like, wait, so... Batman turning into Man Bat is the only thing that can stop Cthulhu in this case. Okay, I'll accept it. (laughs) (laughs) And he watches over Gotham now as a giant Man Bat. Yeah, I mean, you got to be on board with the whole fantasticalness of it. (laughs) Like, there's so much supernatural going on, and it's less less Batman detective work. It's just Mm -hmm. enjoying his care his uh, villain gallery, really. Yeah, and like he, this is more so like him trying to come to terms with himself Mm -hmm. because then they kept on repeating. The sins of the father will heap upon the son or something like that. And it was like, oh, gross. (laughs) I'm just annoyed of it because like that's just a phrasing that came in the Batman movie with Pattinson. So it's like, oh, okay. But in this one, it took the actual psychological part of it and turned it into something real, which is him becoming a bat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that's what happens in the comics too, which again is all great because I love that it's just the reimagining of this whole thing. So we get like... A new perspective on batman tale and like it's a really uh well-known comic you know renowned and i've really liked it too so far you know the half that i read but yeah overall this movie not too shabby give it a look <laughs> not too shabby it's, it's better than most of the other animated movies that's come out in the past yeah it's a fun dc one it's um it's a different world so i think as long as you're on board you'll have fun it's it's different because like how many times do you need to reboot batman and you know <laughs> Mm-hmm. i think we're just exhausted because he has so many different stories to tell but we never get to see him so this is just another different story following the death of thomas and martha wayne which is cool in this one because then it's a different take on how they died yeah and then oliver queen having a weight on his shoulders because he knew that it was his dad that killed uh, bruce wayne's parents so like he had that weight on his shoulders i don't know i like the psychologicalness feel on this where these characters were having struggle or um trauma or something that they're dealing with okay i just thought of something though so how is it that oliver queen's dad was there when he himself is like you know he was born in the 1500s i don't know if his dad was born in the 1500s but see that doesn't make sense right his dad would have to be older i don't know oh i figured it out because he's a zombie so in this world too, <laughs> Cthulhu can bring people back from the dead, which is uh, was it a zombie? I think. It well, was he zombie. wasn't a zombie. He, it's because he got consumed by chasing the power. And... Right. And but Oliver Queen's dad would have been dead, so he you know brought back to life as a uh, demon zombie. 
Okay. That's the only thing that makes sense because Oliver Queen himself, again, you know, being super ancient. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, I guess we don't have to deal with it. Hey, it's a good movie, guys. <laughs> it's a good movie. This this was the type of movie where I didn't try to... Overthink it. <laughs> yeah, because, like, it was already weird. Like, in the beginning where Cobblepot, it, it was so much happening that it's like, oh, okay, so this is the type of story where, you know, you got to throw away a lot to to be on board with the story it's true because <laughs> it's a lot of mythical like supernatural like like even the fact that batman turns into a man bat later like if you don't even accept that part then the whole movie is just gonna piss you off <laughs> <laughs> uh, so spoilers obviously but yeah it, again overall is really good it's a different story it's not a full like it's batman with creative liberty on, <laughs> yeah. on whoever was able to write this and and animate it so I mean, I did like the part where, uh, as far as the psychological aspect of it, it's when Batman is trying to chase after Cthulhu, or find Raish, and he falls into that cave, and then the dead ones, yes, his dead ones, dead loved ones, come to life, and he has to kill them. Mm -hmm. So it was Dick Grayson, Sanjay, and Oliver Queen. So yeah. like, that's an aspect that we don't get to see often on our live-action Batman counterparts, because one, it keeps on getting rebooted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two... They're telling stories that we kind of know already. We never get to tap into Batman's more dark territory of, of the things that he needs to face himself. So Yeah. Hopefully uh, the second Batman, Batson, kind of dives into that a little bit. And that's what I have a feeling they're doing because I believe, and again, I don't remember where I may have read this because it's the Joker and then I believe the Court of Owls. What? No, that it's Mr. Freeze. Uh, yeah, well, Mr. Freeze, but there's like another like side aspect that they're bringing. Court of Owls? That'd be interesting. Exactly. So we get the Court of Owls because this seems like the kind of universe huh. they would yeah, fit it, into. That'd be more weird. if they're going to follow along with like the serial killer aspect of things, yeah. then you. I don't really want the Joker, but if, <laughs> if, if he makes a slight appearance, I'll be okay. Right. But if he's the main guy. Yeah. Main antagonist again, it's, I don't know, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Or less fun. Bringing Mr. Freeze back to the screen, I think, was a great choice. Hopefully, you know, that is good. <laughs> We're getting another rendition of Harley Quinn, which I'm kind of hesitant on <laughs> after seeing photos, the leaked images. But Mr. Freeze is a good way to go about it. I hope we get something like Hush. Uh, we yeah. talked about Hush. Uh, that storyline's really good. And then Court can of Owls. Can we freaking get a Robin? Like, <laughs> bring back a Robin. Can we freaking get Dick Grayson? Because then, like, all the Robins are interesting. So, like, yes. if if we can get Robins in there, then you can bring in the Joker again. Because then he's the one that torments these potential proteges or people that are supposed to take over for Batman. But then, like, they keep getting foiled by the Joker. So, well, minus Dick Grayson. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'd be really cool. Like, I think we're ready just to move forward from Joker a little bit, Harley Quinn a little bit. Start banking on Mr. Freeze and all the other crazy cast of misfits. <laughs> misfits. Yeah, it'd be sweet to see. You know, a real man bat. No. <laughs> yeah, a real man bat. Something supernatural. Do, do that. That. Oh, man. I don't think they will bring in supernatural. Never. I want them to because then that's how like we can get more interesting stories with Batman where we don't have to deal with his Mm -hmm. um past so much anymore we know and understand that but now let's see him tackle like supernatural stuff because then you can start introducing like 
the Justice League or you can start introducing like the lanterns. <laughs> I was going to say because there are talks of a second Constantine movie. Keanu Reeves, he wants it. Constantine? I thought they so, were, I thought they approved it already. Probably, but I I can't remember too many details. I thought they were still in talks, but that'd be really interesting to tie in the Constantine, you know, tie in Constantine with Batman because Batman does have ties to the darker yeah, the supernatural dark realm. So. Yeah, I mean, especially like if we can get more okay the first batman um the trillin trill trillin trillin baby <laughs> the trilogy with nolan yeah. batman begins where rachel ghoul is just like a normal guy which kind of sucks because then if you don't introduce rachel ghoul as like a supernatural kind of guy then we don't get the lazarus pit we don't get like the demon aspect of like ninja arts people i agree yeah that was a a bit of a missed opportunity however i understand because the nolan universe yeah he tried to make it like really more um, realistic yeah yeah so it takes away from all the supernatural or potential for batman to interact with superman or yeah the flash maybe one day one day in our lifetime and in, in the next reboot reboot reboots <laughs> reboots uh this would be a really good standalone live action too this one yeah if they do kind of like if almost allowed. scene for scene Almost scene for scene, if they did it, I can see it working too. Well, only, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> I think people are so attached to what they think Batman is. So this would be a side story that takes a little bit more of a leap <laughs> for people to accept. Well, what I I will compare it to is Brightburn. Brightburn? For Superman. So Brightburn, if you guys haven't heard of the movie before it's a horror movie where they talk about an alien baby who crash lands but instead of instead of having noble intentions he's corrupted yeah and it's a kid so it could be part of that universe because uh i thought it was going to be like a bigger universe you know like with more other people they hint at the flash being in there and a bunch of other scary superheroes that might be villains Interesting. this would have been a really good tie-in to be like batman's the only good person because he's human but his villain gallery is like super crazy and supernatural yeah that would have been crazy yeah yeah that would be cool see like we don't even get those stories though because of how far in the beginning we are with batman like the Batson, like cobblepot's not even penguin yet like he's i guess in the next one he could be penguin because now that falcone is gone he can take over but i don't know it, it's still like slowly progressing it, i don't think it'll ever reach supernatural stuff i guess we'll see now now with um that universe if they reboot reboot batman with someone else and then they're like all right we need to introduce supernatural so that we get batman to interact with the justice league and then he is this dude that's interacting with like martian manhunter and <laughs> yeah oh, man dc the dc eu has so much potential it just keeps getting shitted on and hopefully james gunn taking over they're allowed to continue with this universe progress like can we marvel does such a good job with it if they just taken their time with the dc world well they like... did a good job now they're tanking endgame <laughs> yes. was probably like the You're best right. one and then as far as like journey goes once endgame was over and i think marvel's kind of struggling a bit <laughs> they're milking it they're milking yeah. it way too much if they had restarted that i don't think a lot of people would have minded but they should have taken a year or two break to game plan for the next journey that they're they're wanting to take people on. Yeah, like maybe not so much start over, but if they wanted to bring in, uh, what is it, Kang and what what what's the one that's coming out soon where they are all shape shifting? 
It's like Fantastic Four tie-ins. Um, it's a war. What is it called? Why am I forgetting it? A war? Yeah. Secret war? Secret war, yeah. Okay. Like, to be quite honest, like, those would have been okay to do standalones and have it be almost a completely different universe. You know, like, just make it like a, a Marvel MCU movie, but a different universe. <laughs> then you can create some freshness in there while continuing the Marvel brand and just say, Secret Universe, new franchise, new actors or whatever. This is how this story would have gone. And then instead of continuing it from... A multiverse type of perspective. Exactly. Thanos, like, Thanos... Thanos's storyline is over. It ended with Endgame. Start over. You know, there's no need to bring more people into this universe, although I understand it. Yeah, they're trying so hard to make it um, continuous. Yeah. And I think that's shooting themselves in the foot now because now they they lose themselves in the writing because it ha- it all has to like tie in or else the fans will be like, it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And now it really doesn't make sense because the beings are so powerful now that like Thanos was like nothing. It kind of takes away from that story. Yeah. And another thing that this solves is you put it into a different multiverse is the idea that, you know, in real life, these actors are getting old. So you can't reuse Chris Evans anymore, really, or Robert Downey Jr. Like if you start over and, you know, have Kang be his own universe story and then Secret Wars be its own universe story, like you can keep it fresh. You can bring in new people. You can still milk it for seven movies if you really wanted to, too. Like, that's what I would like to see. It'd be a different uh, take on all those characters, too. Like, exactly. a different person playing them. Yeah. And hopefully it still has the same charm or brings their own charm. Mm-hmm. But no. <laughs> we should be producing these. We should be producing these. <laughs> no. It's, Disney has its tight grips over their own properties. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the Flash is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be another iteration of Batman. We get to see Michael Keaton and uh, Ben Affleck. Well, not necessarily another uh, aspect of Batman. They're oh, yeah, bringing them uh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bringing him back. We'll Still see. Cool. <laughs> it looks so good, but Ezra Miller, why do you got to be such an <laughs> asshole? Ezra Miller just terrorizing an entire state on his own. It looks so good. It really did. When we saw the trailers, it hyped me up, but then I had to remember everything that happened. So. Well... <laughs> another shitty thing is that like we're gonna watch it but it won't matter because they're resetting the universe yeah so i don't know all right so who do you think would replace ezra miller then mm-hmm. and we can't use grant gustin which is the right it, the cw show. flash um that's a really good question i think a really good barry allen is actually someone i wanted to focus on i, I don't think ezra yeah, Miller yeah. was a good barry allen yeah that, i think that was a weird choice as well yeah he's just too like eccentric and like kitty like I don't, I don't know it was like really weird the aspect but i would say let me let me think on this who do you have let me think i saw people recommend dylan o'brien for yeah, the like flash that. or um barry allen which maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe i see that i see that yeah uh I, you this is controversial someone who i think may do a little bit it may do a good impression of barry allen <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of beating around the book bush because i know you're gonna hate this liam hemsworth <laughs> that's gross dude <laughs> that's, no <laughs> solid no on that one we don't even know if he can pull off girl of riviera who huh play out pull who <laughs> Geralt. oh yeah yeah because yeah. he's replacing henry cavill he also has a terrible american he's also a terrible husband <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. I'm just basing it off of the song. I don't know if yeah. it's true. <laughs> I need to look up. I need to look up some faces so I can see. Um, what's this guy's name? Cole Sprouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one off the table for now. Uh. The guy, he, uh, he was in Percy Jackson. Oh, Sam Claflin. Yeah, Sam Claflin. He oh was yeah, really he. Good. Yeah, I think. Well, that might be a better choice actually. He's older, uh, but he did a good job. I think he's also in Peaky Blinders, right? Is that him? I don't remember. I'm I'm like three seasons behind him. <laughs> uh, so, he's. I think he's a really good actor too. He's underrated, so he could play a really good Barry. Like yeah, I think that's a good choice, Sam Claflin or Barry Allen, and we get an older Barry Allen too. Yes. We don't have to restart with like a younger. Barry Allen. Yeah. Because I think Grant Gustin kind of had like a younger Barry Allen to him. The reason why that show worked is also because Barry Allen was al- already a, a crime scene investigator. Mm-hmm. He was outside of, you know, college and stuff like that. He had a life oh, yeah. and then all the accident happened to him versus in the movie, you know, in, uh, I guess, Superman versus Batman, Suicide Squad, whatever you want to call it. But sorry, Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's still finishing school. Yeah. So like that and Ezra Miller is way too old to be finishing school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sam Sam would be my choice. Yeah, and they should just start um Barry Allen's story after college anyways where he is a crime scene yeah. investigator or something. That'd be cool cuz then yeah, follow the same timeline of the the show. Flash show, but make it better. But make it better. <laughs> <laughs> Use that money, baby. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Sam Claflin for The Flash. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> Older Flash. Um, anything else you want to talk about for the doom that came to God? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're talking about Batman. <laughs> it was a fun film. That's all we can say. Yeah. Super. <laughs> super. Super. It's, it's good. It's a good it's a different. Movie. It's a different thing. Like, if you're coming in expecting like. Oh, like uh, Batman Ninja. So this is like kind of a good comparison because Batman Ninja was like a really good animated one, right? Yeah, animated, but it's like in a different universe, different styling. So if you enjoy, wasn't he a samurai? Oh yeah, so okay. he gets travel like stuck back in time and stuff. Like that one was really cool. Like it takes a little bit to get used to the art style, but when you do, like it's actually just super cool. So if you're able to do that with this movie, you're gonna enjoy it. Sweet. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Well. I think that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining us as we discuss and discuss Batman, the doom that came to Gotham. I've been Derek. I've been Kevin. All right. Well, follow us for more content coming at you soon. Uh, sorry for the rough start, but here we are now. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> uh, bye, y'all. Bye.